You're listening to Geeks Unleashed, a podcast that covers what's current in the world of pop culture. I'm Mark Brassington, and I'm in London. And I'm Jasmine in Texas. Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. This is episode 80. And as usual, I'm Mark. And I am Jasmine. And this week is, well, today on our recording is Christmas Jumper Day. So here, <laughs> here, here is mine. Um, I'm kind of for... jealous we don't have Christmas Jumper Day here in the US. It's not a so thing. We're, we're recording on a Friday. Episode <laughs> is out on Sunday. But I am for the YouTubers, watch it, sorry, wearing uh, Stranger Things <laughs> Jumper. So <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but for the whole month of December, we are honoring Spider Man No Way Home. Um, we're talking about all things Spidey this month. Uh, but for this episode, we are focusing on The Amazing Spider Man 1 and 2, starring Andrew Garfield. And spoiler warning. Okay, nine years in the making, this spoiler warning, by the way. If you have not seen the 2012 and 2014 Amazing Spider Man films, can't help you. We're about to spoil all of them right now. Which was which was you until like a few yeah, days which ago. was me until <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you have not seen these films, like I can, I can definitely relate. Um, also, before we get started, if you are watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe to our channel. Like this video. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought about the Amazing Spider-Man films. Um, and if you are listening to this podcast, then please, by all means, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Actually, if you're on YouTube, in the comments, like, let us know your ratings, like, out of five, like, oh, before yeah. we even start, what is your rating of one and two? Like, that, you know, and anything else you want to just add in there, like, but like, especially want to know what you'd rate one and two. That'd yeah. be awesome. Or so. if anyone else is a first-time watcher like me in 2021 so that'd be nice to nice to talk about <laughs> um before we jump into the reviews we're not oh no there is one piece of news that you wanted to cover jasmine especially yeah. one piece well, of... I, I, well i don't think you wanted to cover it no i didn't <laughs> but i am really bummed netflix three weeks in to this series dropping netflix has announced that it has canceled cowboy bebop the live action series and i'm just like i'm bummed yes it had its problems and yes i can understand how it would be a niche audience but oh, there there was potential there like there there was there was potential and now i'm bummed that we won't get to see it although i you know i took issue with i don't know why they had to give jet a kid like why did jet have to have a kid that was completely unnecessary whatever um but yeah i'm bummed because Oh, no more Ayn, no more Ed. Just there's so much stuff that we don't get. And it's just like, why did you do this to us, Netflix? Why? So I'm I'm definitely waiting on more of those stories to come out because I really want to know like what the deal was with why they canceled it so quickly. I was gonna say, unfortunately, I haven't even got a chance to watch it yet. Like yeah. it was on my it's on my list of Christmas catch-ups, like when I break up for Christmas, like I wanted to do that. Yeah. As one of the shows, I'm still going to do it. I don't care. Like it's been cancelled, but yeah, I, mean, I mean, maybe if enough people jump in it, Netflix might bring it back, or maybe something. somebody else will pick it up. Amazon, maybe I don't know. Well, I don't know I if Netflix own. Did Netflix um, own the rights to it? I don't know how. I don't. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know anything. Like, I know nothing. Bummer. Um, <laughs> Damn you, Netflix! I think that Netflix. was a that was a wrong move. 
Oh, they're becoming they're becoming very much TV network though now, aren't they? Just I know, yeah. Ruthless, ruthless. Yeah, like, they're like, oh, you don't make the cut, you get the axe. It's like, no, come say- on, Netflix, you're supposed to give the axe after the second season. Like, they're at least supposed to get a second season at Netflix. They, they kind of like, um, I don't know what it is. Maybe it wasn't in the top ten long enough or something like that. So maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just the anime adaptations in general have a hard time kind of doing big numbers outside of the anime community. They clearly have like, um, I, I don't know, they probably have some sort of AI behind the shows, oh, like what, sure. the initial, what the initial viewing figures are like, because like, yeah. Jupiter's Legacy got cancelled pretty much within about well, a week as well. to be fair. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, Jupiter's, <laughs> Jupiter's, Jupiter's Legacy, Legacy was pretty was, awful. Jupiter's Legacy was up there with probably one of the worst things I'd seen this year. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else I saw. Was that was, that was... Oh boy, yeah. We if if you haven't seen Jupiter's Legacy, we reviewed that season on Netflix. Go back and listen to that episode because, who we had issues. All we had just issues all up and down with that that series. So n- neither one of us was surprised at all when it was canceled. I was thinking. I was thinking about this. Like the worst of stuff this year. Like the worst thing I read was Cult of Dracula. Um, Ooh, yeah, that yeah, was pretty bad. The worst thing I watched, yeah, Jupiter's Legacy was definitely up there. I've forgotten what else I watched now. Um, Queen's Gambit was the worst thing I watched this year. That's a lie. My, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the best things I watched this year. <laughs> so I just don't think you've realised the brilliance of it yet. Oh, is that is that what you think? Is that yeah, what you yeah, think is yeah. happening? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, it was boring. Okay, so think, again, if you have not seen the Queen's Gambit or haven't heard that, we covered that too, and that's I think that's probably one of like the only episodes where you and I were just so polar opposite in like what we thought about what we were reviewing. More, more combat, more combat. Oh yeah, well, actually, combat. but I, I liked. Can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry, I accidentally touched this. I have a. The mic Apologies. is sensitive. The mic has become sensitive. I don't know what's going on. I can't touch We're the cable. We're working on it. Like just before we started recording, all of a sudden the cables decided to have a problem, and See, I. Accidentally if you want to help us out, guys, you can always become a patron. Buy become new cable. Buy me new cables. Yeah, uh, become a Patreon. We can buy some new equipment. We can we can get the things going a little bit better. We can edit these videos, which yeah. we aren't doing. Which we aren't doing. Like. <laughs> We, we will want to. We, uh, we it will it's not happening yet. <laughs> we will edit. We will edit. This is that was actually on my to do list for Christmas. Is looking to how to edit videos. Yeah. So if you want to, yeah, we don't. Really you want to help? You want to volunteer? We we would we would love some tips on video editing, please. Well, please. Well, if you want to do it for if you want to do it for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, what, As a volunteer, we can pay you in comics. Oh, interns! No, yeah. Careful with that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That still costs money. <laughs> we can pay you uh, in one comic a month. Do you know that's, how much these things? That's our rate. Do you know how much these things cost? <laughs> like, like, um, this is already. I feel like it's going off the rails already. The show like, we haven't even started talking about Amazing Spider-Man, which also went off the rails. Oh boy, uh, did it! Wow. So, okay, 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 let's let's wait. We're not ready yet. Like, <laughs> so before we get started. I've got my beer. I'm ready to go. Uh, just got, got my, water I've got, today. I've got my snacks. I, uh, we've done our news. So I think... Go time. Um, I was going to say, though, um, are you almost ready for Christmas? Uh, no. 
Not I mean, well, I. well, I, feel really I have gotten prepared. all of my gifts. <laughs> That's done, thankfully. Yeah. But yeah. I was in no mood whatsoever this year to decorate. So when I went to the grocery store, I went to Trader Joe's, they had these tiny little glitter trees out front. So I bought a tiny little glitter tree. It's like this tall. Uh, and that is my Christmas tree this year. Like, and that is the extent of the decorating that I am doing. Oh, um, right. So are you ready for our reviews? <laughs> yes. Right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We're doing it. We're doing it. Okay. The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Very clever titles. We love them. Thank you. I like, no, uh, I like, no, I was going to say, I like the fact that The, the Amazing Spider-Man 1, I think, is good. Yes. I just, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yes. I, not, I think if, Not as bad as Spider-Man 3. No, no, oh, no, no. What I mean is in terms of titles, like, so obviously with the Sam Raimi ones, we had Spider-Man 1, 2, 1, 2 and 3. And mm-hmm. like, okay, fine. <laughs> But when they called it the Amazing Spider-Man, I think it would have been cool if, say, the second one had been like the Spectacular Spider-Man, or you know, yeah. like kind of to take because obviously there's been many comics of Spider-Man. You know, you got mm-hmm. Web of Spider-Man, whatever. It would have been awesome if they like they decided for each movie to take a different title from the comics. Like, yeah. I don't know, it wouldn't have changed the content, but no. like it would have been cool. Like, I always kind of hate the whole two, like you know, whatever. Well, I mean, or, or, you know, in Scream's case, five. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. Like, no, no, what I mean is I always kind of hate just the number, like I kind of think. or it's just kind of boring. Or or have a subtitle, at least. Like, there's no subtitle. like Unlike um, with the MCU ones. Yeah. Yeah. um, Well, yeah, yeah. Ant-Man Quantumania. Yeah. Or Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, very, very I think, well, well, they have said this is the end of the homecoming trilogy. So, <laughs> uh, like the home trilogy. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> hurry on with what you were saying. All right. So, Amazing Spider Man and Amazing Spider Man 2, distributed by Columbia and Sony, <laughs> directed by Mark Webb. Okay, seriously, we have a Spider Man film directed by a guy whose last name is Webb. I thought that was a bit much, but okay, Mark Webb directed both films screenwriters and story tellers for both films include james vanderbilt alvin Sargent, steve cloves and by the way alvin Sargent and uh james vanderbilt were part of the sam Raimi trilogy as well uh they are the only two that kind of came back in some capacity for these uh steve cloves alex kurtzman robert orsi and jeff pinker are the the rest of the crew that round up the writing team for these films, it stars brand new Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield. Uh, Emma Stone is Gwen Stacy, Reese Ippins as Dr. Connors, Dennis Leary as, what was his name? Captain, Captain Stacy. I don't remember yeah, his yeah, first Captain name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Campbell um, Scott is Richard Parker. Efren Khan, uh, did he have a name? He was just sort of like this mysterious guy working for Norman Osborn. Um, Martin Sheen played Uncle Ben. Sally Field played Aunt May. Jamie Foxx plays Electro. Dane DeHaan plays Harry Osborne. Uh, M. Beth Davids is Peter's mom. Mary, there we go, Mary Parker. Uh, Colm Fiore plays uh, some 
very bad guy. He's great at playing bad guys. He's always a bad guy. Watch him in Chronicles of Riddick. Very bad guy. Paul Giamatti. Mm. Paul. Paul Giamatti plays Rhino. And there's so, so many other people in these films, including, I, I, I got a little sentimental when I saw the uh, two Stanley cameos. Oh, like, we don't get yeah. Oh, well, I was going to say of the Stanley cameos, the foot in the first movie when he's got the headphones on. Yeah, that was hilarious. And and like he's listening to orchestra musical, classical musical, something. And there's the whole fight. Yeah. And then in the, the table, library. You see, yeah, there's <laughs> the table come flinging at him, and Peter quickly grabs it, pulls it back, and the whole he's completely oblivious. Yeah. That is, I was actually when I saw that, I thought that's probably my favorite Stanley like <laughs> like uh, guest appearance, and like you say. I think it's brilliant that Stanley shows up in pretty much every Marvel thing. Yeah. Um, so, um, Uh-oh, your mic is cutting out. Sorry. Oh, did my mic go? Yeah, there you go. Now you're back. Sorry, sorry. I, I need to be careful with my hands, I think. <laughs> um, like, I was going to say, it's a shame that we just don't get the Stanley cameos anymore. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they should like. He had a good should, run, though. I mean, maybe maybe they should do it with Feige now. Have Feige show up in everything. He's he's not the same. I know. I know not it's not the same. same. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. It, I think it's kind of just cool to have the cameo of like. It's yeah. A, like I mean, I guess what I mean is Feige's so instrumental in the MCU. It would be kind of cool to have him show up, but then you kind of want to honor Stanley. Yeah. So like it wouldn't be done for the same reasons it would you know yeah wouldn't have the same impact no it wouldn't have the same impact <laughs> i don't think necessarily people would care about seeing feige but yeah right it was quite it was quite cool to have the fact that stanley just shows up in everything like yes. <laughs> no. um anyway right so amazing spider-man came out in 2012 which i find a bit ironic considering the sam Raimi movie four number four would have come out in 2011 so mm-hmm. had sony been a little bit more patient they could have carried on with a much more established franchise yeah so literally sam Raimi just asked for it more time i mean so they didn't give him the more time so we ended up with a complete reboot yeah that took more anyway. time anyway yeah so it released in the us on the 3rd of july 2012 in the uk we got it a little bit earlier came on the 27th of june 2012 with a budget of 230 million and a worldwide box office earnings of 758 million. So it's a good return financially, I think. Yeah. I mean, the film's definitely made money. There mm-hmm. is no question about it. So Amazing Spider Man 2 came out in 2014. So they're pretty hot. Like they were they were banging there again. Yep. Uh, release dates US was the 2nd of May 2014. In the UK, we got it almost two weeks earlier 16th of april 2014 that's crazy yeah, i think it was yeah. like after 2010 was when you guys started getting movies before we did when they just started opening before yeah. there before here i re- I think i might mention this before but i had heard the reason for that was like because we're the uk a lot smaller mm-hmm. um they weren't as bothered necessarily people that like us wasn't as bothered about us having it first because mm-hmm. we cr- we created a bit of buzz right like so through things like social media and stuff so then people in the us would start hopefully seeing the positive reviews from the uk mm-hmm. and that would then generate more people to go to the theater and uh see the movie so, yeah you know, the so-called movie so these movies did really well in asia they did really really well in japan and they surprisingly did really well in china as well um 
But neither one of these films made as much money as either any of the three first Spider-Man films. So the well, the budget for number two was two hundred and ninety-three million US dollars, and at the worldwide box office, the earnings were seven hundred nine million US dollars. So um, I, before we jump into this, like I saw these two films at the cinema. But I remember for Amazing <coughs> Spider-Man number one, I literally went in like the last week that it was in the theatres. Yeah. And I, I have to say, I had the same... I, 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 I can remember this when I was watching this this week. I had the same feeling about these films as, um, you know, the third Hellboy film. So I still uh, haven't seen the third Hell... I still haven't seen the third Hellboy film. And yeah. I will. I will. If we ever go... And, do it for this podcast i'll do it but otherwise other than that i've got no interest in it not so, bad. like oh, well no it might be a good film but i was annoyed that they didn't carry on the original right. from the original i just thought you've just got two bloody fantastic films and i don't know why you're not carrying on like sure they must have cost the same amount of money to have made made like and uh you would have had an already established fan base and everybody was so desperate for a hellboy 3 yeah and, i don't know so and everybody wanted a sam rammy spider-man 4 we just didn't we just oh, wanted sony we just sony, wa- sony we just wanted spider-man 1 and 2 like that kind of tone and yeah. stuff like that we just didn't want whatever was going on in spider-man 3 um <laughs> so we kind of wanted we wanted them to coax kind of like back to basics for four and five and six yeah. potentially and all they had to do is just be a bit patient give sam Raimi another year or two like mm-hmm. if he if puts out a better quality product you wouldn't be in the position now where you need marvel like you know yeah. so uh, and uh, yeah, okay, they're making probably a, a crap load more than they. I obviously haven't seen the budgets and stuff, but they're probably making a lot more through their deal with Marvel, and it's worked out for a lot of us to have that deal. Oh yeah. But I would love to have seen the Sam Raimi franchise finished. Like it, it would have been amazing. So amazing, amazing. It would have been amazing. <laughs> amazing. Would have been, I didn't do that. I didn't do that deliberately, but you know. Sure, Mark. So, sure. Sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> anyway. So, Jasmine, take it away. Oh, guys. Sorry. <coughs> okay. So, this, again, I'm very new. This is my first time watching both of these films. In The Amazing Spider-Man, we get a whole new Peter Parker origin story, as if we hadn't just had one in 2002, 10 years ago. We, we just had one 10 years before. Now we're getting a whole new Spider-Man origin story. Except this time we actually meet Peter's parents before they leave him without my and Uncle Ben. Eventually we get to the tragic murder of Uncle Ben, albeit without the famous with great power comes great responsibility line. There was like a callback to it where Uncle Ben was kind of like, it's not about choice, it's about responsibility. It just didn't hit the same as the usual line. Uh, This film is about Peter's search for answers, about his parents, which leads him to Oscorp, which leads him to Dr. Connors, and eventually being bitten by a radioactive spider. There's a lot of web slinging, but there is also a lot of talking. I mean, there is just... (laughs) Andrew Garfield talks so much in these films as Peter Parker. Um, The the film, it's very wordy, uh, but like, I'm not sure if this is just Andrew himself or like if they really wanted a very loquacious character. Like, I just, I don't don't know what they were doing there. Eventually we get a villain uh, because, you know, Lord knows whenever you have a scientist, uh, it makes perfect sense for the scientist to inject themselves with whatever serum they're working on. 
just to test it to see if it works, right? Um, there's also this mysterious guy that keeps coming in and out of the picture. He's working for Norman Osborn and he's pressuring Dr. Connors to get the serum right because the serum is going to be the thing that saves Norman Osborn's life. Um, eventually we wind up with, uh, of course, you know, injecting yourself with random scientific things doesn't always go well. And we wind up with a giant lizard that happens to start terrorizing New York city. Um, and of course he is being pursued by a human that has been genetically altered with spider DNA because, you know, again, Hollywood, right? So there's explosions and then there's drama. And then there's also some kind of love story between Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy. And then there's a whole lot of dead father figures in this first film. It's kind of morbid. It's a lot of dead, a lot of dead dads. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a lot going on. It's a conversation I actually have with my children every time we're watching something like somebody dies, like whatever. And I'm like, but this is what happens. Like it's a sell up the story. Somebody needs to die. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the Lion King, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. Whatever it is, Bambi, you know. To this day, I still fast forward past Mufasa dying. Like I just don't ever watch it. <clears throat> yeah. Literally, there's always a reason. Unfortunately, the hero becomes a hero. It's somebody died. Yes right like it's it's (sighs) couldn't couldn't we have done something different um but yeah i basically i'd say the first film kind of boils down to a whole bunch of people have some daddy issues um so second film (sighs) second film falls into the category of the classic oh let's throw two villains in here instead of just Mm -hmm. one except that is very 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 rarely done well the only film that does it well in my opinion batman returns when you got Catwoman and Penguin. That's a great film. Anyway, so we've got the dual villain follow-up I think, film. I was going to say, I think the third Batman film uh, with Christian Bale, they brought back Scarecrow and they had Bale. Bale oh, Bane. Fuck me. Bane. Shit's yeah. me. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> um, they had Bane and then they had Scarecrow. But Scarecrow we'd met previously. Scarecrow yeah. was only a minor character. Um, but I think, you know, we had Ra's al Ghul's daughter, but I think mm-hmm. they handled it a lot better. Like yeah. they they actually put some time and effort in and character development, which is exactly key. And none of that happened with But Electro. even with all of those villains that they had in that film, Bane was still the big bad. And everyone yeah, else yeah, yeah. kind of worked around him versus like the way that they kind of do it in this film. It's like, nope, first we got one bad guy, and then oh no. Oh, your dad died. Now you're going to be a bad guy too. Like, it's just like, what are we doing? I don't, anyway. So there we go. Second film, two villains for the price of one. Of course, with the sequel, we got relationship issues of which Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy have in spades. Uh, He wants to be with her, but he promised her father that he would stay away, but he really loves her. And then he selfishly doesn't want her to leave to go to Oxford to further her career. But then he changes his mind and he's like, no, never mind. I'll follow you wherever you go is kind of creepy um and then she dies <laughs> spoiler sorry um aside from all that we do get a deeper explanation of what kind of work peter's father was into at oscorp uh we get a little bit more of an explanation about the spider bite and why the spider venom works on peter as well as it does <coughs> um another spoiler there it's genetic somehow his father like made these spiders with his own dna uh, anyway um there's also yeah yeah exactly there's also the trope of like oh this invisible worker guy not 
physical, not actually invisible, but like this guy who like nobody pays attention to, Max. Um, this invisible guy who's gets shit on his whole life and then he dies in an industrial accident, comes back to life and he comes he comes back to life as electricity um and i thought that was super weird because because like his body just like disappears into electricity and then it comes back and reforms a body i i don't i don't really understand how they thought that that would work like that was so bizarre to me i was like but he disappeared into electricity and then when he comes back he has a suit where did the suit come from how does the suit turn into electricity as well Uh, anyway i don't understand electro clearly and none none of what they did with electro makes any sense to me especially like Uh he he was also blue (laughs) i don't know um so yeah that was weird oh oh and then we get a new green lantern because you know we didn't have green goblin green goblin Goblin, sorry green lantern my bad wrong wrong universe (laughs) My bad. Uh, so we get a new Green Goblin because we didn't have enough Green Goblin in the last trilogy where we had two films that involved two different Green Goblins, but whatever. Um, also, Dane DeHaan, very, very bad choice because he always looks sinister. Like there's never a part of Dane DeHaan's face where you think like, oh, he could be a good guy. Mm-hmm. Dane DeHaan is always a bad guy. Anyway, <laughs> um, oh, man. So Green Goblin, Electro, Spider-Man. And a dead girlfriend. Like oh, and Rhino. Oh, and Rhino. Oh my god, that was forgettable. Oh. Like that just. I don't even know what what accent Paul Giamatti was doing. He's supposed to be Russian, I'm assuming, because his name was Alexei. Maybe he was Ukrainian. Uh, but whatever he had going on, it was like this. Oh my, this is who who okayed this movie? Like who watched this and was like, yep, that that's the one. Let's send that to theaters. <laughs> I just, I, uh, I, obviously, I I watched both of these at the cinema. And, um, yeah, I I get, like I say, I was a bit annoyed about the first one because of, um, I wanted the Sam Raimi films. I was Mm -hmm. like, it hadn't even been that long for the third film. We got this brand new Amazing Spider Man. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really until we did last week's episode that I'd always thought that they cancelled it because of how shocking number three was. So I didn't realize I actually did really well. Yeah. So the only reason it got cancelled was purely just because of really, like they say, development hell. Like yes. so, and Sam Raimi fell out with Sony over being pushed to release something he didn't want to release. So, mm-hmm. um, understandable, really. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I watched both of these movies in theaters. After a while, like literally, I remember going to see that first one with like no one in the cinema, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> like it's way pre-COVID, but it's just like. Obviously, I went when everyone had bloody seen it. And I was yeah. like, in the, in the end, I was like, do you know what? I've got to go out and see this film. Like, so I, I, wasn't bored, I wasn't bored about it, but I love Spider-Man. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to suck this yeah. up. And... How bad could it be? Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't think about that necessarily. But yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, God, sorry. It is, it is late while we're recording. <laughs> yes. We, oh. we are behind this week. Our apologies. So I am slightly tired. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the second one, like in terms of viewing it, like I, I wasn't as I feel like I wasn't as annoyed of it as Spider Man Three. Like no, no, but, it was but not it, that bad. But it wasn't. 
but I just don't get why like non-MCU films seem to do this quite a lot. They seem to think, okay, sequel time, we need to make it bigger and better, so we'll stick more villains in. Right. It it literally never works. It never works. Unless you want to do an actual Sinister Six movie where it is purely like, yeah, we're going to have six villains together. Right. That you maybe, maybe that you've previously met. Like maybe, you know, you do a bit of world building, but I don't know. But see, if you're going to do a film like a Sinister Six, like even still, somebody has to be in charge. Like that's, Mm. if you're going to have more than one villain, there has to be a hierarchy that both the hero and the audience can follow, right? Like you can't just randomly throw villains in a movie and then hope that it works. Cause it's like, but, but what is the power dynamic here? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, uh. (laughs) anyway, so let's, what are your overall thoughts on both these films? Uh, I will say that the common thread that I did enjoy uh, which was different and it was nice to see was the was Peter's parents like that is just something that we had never seen before okay. and actually should we just talk about Peter's parents first then should yeah, we just talk? yeah. I actually want to talk about that like so I loved both those scenes especially yeah. the second film so when the second film opened with that bloody the plane amazing, sequence oh, yeah. that, that scene was just so good like so the, the tiny bit we got to see about Peter's parents suddenly leaving in the night, dropping mm-hmm. him off, um, kind of was setting up a bit of a mystery that you didn't really think about too much in the first one, although yeah. it kind of teased it, it teased a mystery, but like not enough that ruined the first film because right. you weren't like, what was going on? But and what I loved was how the second one jumped straight into the mm-hmm. mystery of um, their parents to show them what happened. I thought that was actually brilliant. I was like, that is good planning. I have to say yeah. that is good planning between the two films, but they teased you a little bit in film one. And then in film two, the mm-hmm. scene opens like, it was almost a bit like a Man <clears throat> of Steel, you know, Man of Steel, where you had, um, it was all set on like the beginning. Yes, of 20 where the beginning is on Krypton and you just get that yeah. kind of cold Krypton open. Yeah. 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 And so this was a bit like that, obviously not as um, CGI crazy. <laughs> But it was just amazing to see, like, the relationship between the two of them, you know, yeah. uh, between uh, Richard and Mary, um, and seeing them saying, like, they know they've got to leave Peter for, for his benefit, etc. And then to see that he's desperately, like, Richard's trying to upload something, um, mm-hmm. even on, even in his dying moment. I just loved all of that. And then I get, throughout the second Spider-Man film, that we actually get to see Peter unraveling the mystery of mm-hmm. like what, what he uploaded and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool that he found like this secret train underground underground base. I thought that was just amazing. So I personally loved those scenes. And I, if there had been a third one, I would love to have seen like maybe the third one open with something like yeah, something different. Obviously, obviously no, well, well, no, I mean more of those two, but I know they yeah. died in that second one, but maybe like something but even pre like if, when they were experimenting on stuff like before they had peter like if they go yeah. all the way back because uh who was it some somebody in one of the films had said that uh dr connors and um and parker had been working on stuff for 14 years before before he disappeared so they had been working on stuff a long time before peter was born mm-hmm. well so yeah so yeah imagine if they did a third one so you go you go see peter and sorry, not Peter, Richard and Mary, say, earlier on doing mm-hmm. some sort of experiment or whatever. And and then when it, then say, have the third one open with 
some sort of consequence of that experiment like yeah 15 years later or something like I, I don't know like I I loved those beginnings like yeah. that was that was like a good common thread I think yeah so I, did. Um, I enjoyed the mystery it felt a lot like they were trying to do like it reminded me kind of of Uncharted where it's mm-hmm. like you're telling yeah you're telling a story but at the same time there's all of this like mystery and puzzle kind of element to it and and stuff like uncharted or indiana jones and and tomb raider like i love those kinds of stories just because of the like solvability of it right like it's 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 a problem or it's a mystery that requires some kind of brain power or something to solve so that mm-hmm. that's always really fun for me i just i love that kind of stuff so i really i really enjoyed that aspect of it and the whole secret with the roosevelt station and the and like you said the train and I just, I just really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, but I'm still like, I, I still don't understand what Mary did. Like, did she work for Oscorp as well? Like, I assume they both did, and they were both scientists. I assume they were both together, and yeah, I don't know. I assume they were both in it together, and but yeah, I, I just think those were amazing beginnings. And when the second one, I remember watching the second one, like, oh, this is flipping brilliant. I was really intrigued by it. It was very spy movie ish, like, so and it was quite cool to see like Peter's father, like, sort mm-hmm. of in action, so to speak. Yeah. Like, so I thought, I thought, I thought the what they did with the parents was amazing. So yeah. again, I know I'm saying the word amazing, but I just think it was amazing. Like they it was great to see that different take. So in the Sam yes. Raimi films, I think the Sam Raimi films, although they were kind of darkish, like they kind of with this, although there was elements of, of dark tones in the first trilogy, mm-hmm. this one was a lot more serious. So, yeah. um, But this one, they, they explained more. So yeah, like, yeah. I feel like in the, in the original trilogy, we, we don't get the kind of emotion that we got in these. The, the yeah. first one was really like, we're making a movie about Spider-Man. Um, and so like, here are all of these characters that you can that you can remember from the comics and look, we're bringing them to the screen. So to me, the first trilogy was more like, how much Spider-Man can we push onto people versus in this one, because like people had already had, you know, four or five years of spider-man inundation like they actually got a chance to kind of slow things down and get a little bit more emotional like i think the interactions between uh peter and may also are really kind of sweet and really endearing um just because you kind of get a glimpse into how fucked up he is over you know his parents disappearance and death and trying to figure this out and how it's all connected um so I thought that that was kind of a nice, a nice element um, without just ignoring like the big elephant in the room, like, oh, you're an orphan and you live with your aunt and uncle. And then, you know, your uncle died and now it's just you and your aunt. Like, I, I thought that they kind of explain the family dynamic and show the family dynamics so much better than any, even better than homecoming. Like, I, I think the relationship between like Tom Holland's um, Spidey and uh, Marissa Tomei's Aunt May I think they have a really good, like, they they work really well together, and the the relationship that they have is really kind of cool. But just there, there's just so much more emotion between Andrew Garfield and Sally Fields. Their no, I thought that I when, when I saw and yeah, do you know what, actually when because we we're talking about um, a minute ago about Richard and Mary, like, and obviously when Peter's doing that investigation side, and to like 
Peter into his father. Mm-hmm. And then he starts speaking to um, Aunt May. And that scene where they're both crying and emotional yes. and she's like, you're my boy, you're my yeah. boy. Blah, that blah, blah. Really Honestly, that, you know, that actually kind of got me because I was like, actually, this is far more powerful than... Yeah. Than what we had with to- Toby Maguire and yeah. um, I, I can't remember the actress's name who played Aunt May, but like, um, <clears throat> and then obviously, I was actually thinking of obviously Tom Holland and actually that for me has got to be one of the strongest relationships that we've seen between Peter and Aunt May. Yes, and definitely. that scene where she's like, "You're my boy, you're my boy." Yep. Like you when know, she just flat out is like, "I am not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you because they don't deserve me to give that much power. Like you're mine." I took care of you. I changed your diapers. I make sure you got to school. I made sure that you were fed. I gave you a place to live. Like you're, you're mine. Maybe not, maybe not, maybe not diapers. (laughs) (laughs) You're, you're my kid. And, uh, I'm I'm not going to let them take that away from me. So yeah, yeah. I, I really did. I think, I think this, these two films do the emotional connection between the characters better now that I was going to say the emotional connection between Peter and Emma Stone, Gwen Stacy. I thought I I I enjoyed that too. Like I didn't. I <laughs> I didn't. Like I. There was part, so I think the thing is I <clears throat> I love Emma Stone. I think she's an amazing actress, and I think um, there was parts of the relationship between Peter and Emma that I did enjoy. So mm. I mainly from her though, <laughs> like. Um, <laughs> I felt like he was very, I mean, maybe if you even take Emma Stone out of it, I felt like what we'd had with Tobe Maguire was more of a true Peter Parker, like a geeky science yeah. kid, where this one is like the cool emo kid. Like, yeah. And yeah. so in the first one, we had the skateboarding scenes and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't even remember Peter Parker ever having a skateboard. Like, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. And I don't remember Peter Parker ever being like that ridiculously chatty. Yeah. Yeah. That or and even what well, he's generally fairly confident with it too. So um he's like he kind of comes across like a bit more of a cool kid. Like if you think at yes. the end of the first one, like Flash even comes up to him at the end and puts his arms around him, like mm-hmm. as in as in like like they're bros <clears throat> or whatever. Right. Um although to actually to talk about Flash briefly, I did love that scene after um uncle ben died where yeah, that flash, was flash, that that was sweet as well where flash was like okay yeah i have been a prick to you but man this doesn't matter now like yeah. you've lot you've lost a family member like you know i'm here for you like and i thought do you know what? that was actually quite sweet like generally flash is is the bully of mm-hmm. the school but he's like i'm not going to bully you i'm here for you like yeah. and um so i always think that's quite sweet when you see people that are the in speech marks bully character like suddenly becoming the friend like yeah. and like, even like, when like he pushed him away and he just yeah. he was like well do you feel better like yeah yeah like, is that, did, is that did that help yeah, yeah 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 like you can imagine like being in that situation so um yeah so i can i can imagine just like you know when someone you know we've all been there we've lost someone and i think mm-hmm. that was quite nice that flash was there for him so yeah um yeah i think that i think there's actually as i'm talking like i'm kind of reflecting on these two movies a little bit there's definitely some 
some better emotional moments in these yeah. films, I think, in the first trilogy. So, yeah, I think that these films are far more human. Yeah. Like, there, there's still plenty of camp and plenty of cheesy stuff, but these films, because oh, yeah. of the, like, emotion that they put into the characters, it it feels heavier. Like, it just, it feels like it has a layer that the other three films didn't have. Mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely, yeah. Like, yeah, it's quite, yeah, I hadn't really, like, as we're talking, I'm kind of thinking through mm-hmm. my own thoughts on it, like the, the emotional points, because I haven't watched these films for ages. And um, the second one, I didn't watch as much. I, I did really like the first one. For me, yeah. I felt like the first one I enjoyed more than the second one. Definitely. So re rewatching the second one for this podcast, I was like, okay, so I knew, I knew the first one kind of inside out, but the second one, I when I was rewatching it, I was like, ah. Oh. I, obviously, there was a lot of problems in the second one. So. Yeah, I really just did not enjoy the relationship between uh, Peter and Gwen in the second one. Like, I just felt like he was such a selfish prick, like oh, inter- yeah. interrupting her interview at Oxford and just being so wishy-washy the whole film about his relationship Bit with together, her. Like, yeah. I want to be together. No, I can't be together. Well, I made a promise to your dad, but no, 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 I can't. I can't. I can't. And it's just like, dude, make a fucking decision. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, st- stand by it like if you're, gonna, if you're if you're gonna make the decision to, yeah. to leave her alone leave her alone right but like, also like don't don't shit on her shine either like if she's working to get into oxford and she finally gets in like you should be excited don't be all like mm-hmm. oh no mm, you're gonna leave me all by myself and then what am i gonna do yeah <laughs> that was totally lame I hated yeah. that. <laughs> there, there were some moments between them I found quite funny. Like even when he was at Oxford, at the Oxford University, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm from Harvard. I'm trying yeah. to get." Like I did laugh at that. Like so, there were some good moments between them. But mm-hmm. I get again. I guess it's a bit like Spider Man Three. Like Peter Parker was was a bit selfish then. Like you mm-hmm. know, kiss, kissing kissing that movie's version of Gwen Stacy in front of Mary Jane. Like that was. Mm-hmm fucking terrible like yeah and um you know they shot some mary jane film uh footage for that film and it just never never made it into the film so that was um uh the girl from shailene woodley uh yeah uh, divergent series that's it divergent that's Mm -hmm. what i was thinking of i was like what's that young adult series yeah which and that that got uh those films never finished there's meant to be another film of that but yeah, she shot scenes as Mary Jane for mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2. But do you know what? I'm glad they weren't in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they didn't do that because there was already way too many people in the second film. Way yes. too many. Like, yes. So the second film, I think that's... I think we've, we've talked about that a little bit. But, yeah, I mean... So, actually, let's talk about what, which is better, one or two. <laughs> the first one. Uh, yeah. So the first one, I think, for me is a lot stronger generally. Yes. So I I loved a lot of the relationship building that was done between mm-hmm. um, Aunt, Aunt May and Uncle Ben. Um, it kind of felt more real than mm-hmm. what we had before. I guess it was more of that time. I didn't like the emo Peter Parkerness like that was going on, like yeah. and him him trying to be the like skater the cool, boy, cool, yeah, the <laughs> skater boy, cool kid. I just wasn't into that. Like, I don't know why they thought, okay, we had geek guy in the first trilogy, so we're gonna go cool, cool emo kid now. Mm-hmm. Like, and when when he walked, even before he got his powers and walked up to Flash, saying, "Put him down, Flash! Put him down, Flash! Put him down, Eugene!" I was like, Peter Parker, like, would never have done this before he became Spider Man. 
I think he just right. wouldn't have. Um, but anyway, I I did love Emma Stone though, like as Gwen Stacy. I thought it was great. Like she she was so strong throughout both movies. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that she also in in the second one uses her brain like to yeah. solve, solve stuff yeah. and even she makes a dig at him to say well now we know why you're number two at midtown i yes. was like ah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and um actually one of the bits for me which i thought was brilliant was when she's saying she's going to go to the um the power station and he webs her to the car yeah and she shouts out peter like angrily by accident and then instantly puts her hand over her mouth like yeah. realizing what she's done i was like I can imagine people doing that in real life. So, yes, exactly. Um, yeah. So I also liked uh, in the second one where where she was like, "This is my decision." He was like, "No, no, yeah. no, you can't come. It's too dangerous." Blah 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 blah. And she's like, "No, I'm I'm coming. I'm doing this this because I choose to." <laughs> Although I think that was the wrong decision. If if I were dating Spider Man and some shit like that was going down, I'd be like. Call me later. <laughs> I am not about to go to a crime scene with you, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, but yeah, but do you know what I thought was like of these movies, who was the bigger hero? And you know, Ooh. of the two of the two of them, like who who is the hero of these movies? It's a bit it's a big question and like sacrifice, isn't it? So Ooh. Emma Stone's uh, Emma Stone, like if you think about it, getting that power back on and all those planes up in the air and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and the amount of damage <clears throat> that could be done by having no power on throughout that city. Like Emma, Emma Stone was the one who got the power back on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay, Peter Parker obviously helped, but Emma Stone really was the driving force between trying to save everybody. And those two planes almost hit each other. And mm-hmm. if Emma Stone hadn't, Gwen Stacy hadn't got involved, I mean, what would have happened? And like, she was essentially, she knew the dangers. Like, mm-hmm. that's why, yeah, but that's why he stopped her because he knew it was dangerous. Right. She was like, I don't care about the dangers. I want to help. Mm-hmm. So she threw herself into the fire knowing full well like what could happen so um yeah in terms of what's better i think yes i prefer the first one i always think a movie with one villain is the way to go Uh, but we got a really great villain development in the first film like oh by the time we finally get to this version of lizard like we had like learned so much about dr connors and the pressure that he was under and on the one hand like he still wanted to be like the good scientist and he mm-hmm. he was like no we're not pushing this to human trials it's not ready for human trials yet and then he turns around and turns himself into a lab rat and it's like okay now <laughs> like, actually, you were on the right track and now you've just gone off the rails sir i, th- I think the lizard probably is definitely up, i would say it's up there in terms of my top lot of spider-man villains he mm-hmm. was so good obviously played by an amazing actor in research um ivans um i don't know say so in ivans Oh. Um, but anyway like he's an amazing actor and mm. such a strong actor and such a strong presence so to see him play the lizard was so good it was so yeah. enjoyable and this is the thing it's <clears> with <throat> the first one you've got to do the world building again yep. um and you've got to do the well they chose to do the origin story again yep uh, and they had to do the character development of the villain the character mm-hmm. development of gwen stacy which i guess we got to see her family mm-hmm. and i did love that moment though on the top of the roof with gwen stacy and peter where he webs her and pulls her back and kisses her mm-hmm. i was like okay that was kind of your version of the sam Raimi upside down kiss thing yeah. like so they wanted to, they obviously wanted their own 
kind of weird spiderish kiss. Upside down but, kiss will always be like uh, ridiculously oh yeah, iconic. <laughs> oh yeah, that, I mean, I mean, that's obviously going to beat this, but that was there. Yeah. Take that was there when he webbed her and spun her back. Like, mm-hmm. but anyway, when she's when he swings off into the city just after that, and she's like, "Oh god, I'm in trouble." Yes. Like I was like, "Oh." got me it got me like even at the time i was like got me like yeah i I love that moment so um i really enjoyed the first one i think the first one is a really good film i i honestly wish it hadn't happened and that we got another Tony mcguire film i think Mm -hmm. we should have got spider-man 4 i do think sony should have been more patient but they weren't so but if you put that aside i did enjoy spider-man 1 yeah i did and and um spider-man 2 i did not enjoy the they unfortunately they were doing not just world building in number two they were trying to do universe building yeah but like everything was way too accelerated like we get by the time like we don't meet harry osborne until 20 30 minutes into the film and it's like maybe even longer than that and he's got the same degenerative disease that his father has because it's genetic but at the same time like norman osborne was I'm going to guess like well into his 60s or 70s when he died. So why is it that your son has the same genetic disease, but all of a sudden at the age of 20, he's dying? Like I just, that timeline made no sense whatsoever. Like that whole thing with Norman, you, I don't know why they felt the need to bring in the Green Goblin so quickly. Like we could have just had a story about Norman coming back to Oscorp, taking over, and then like slowly turning into a villain. Like he still could have released Electro onto the city or whatever, but like there was no reason save the to Green turn Goblin him. part. Yeah, 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 save save that for a third film. I don't I, I don't definitely know why th- they yeah, did that. I definitely think that could have been something they could have done was introduce more Harry Osborne as a friend to Peter. Yes. And then kind of set up that he and they could have even said the genetic genetic virus is is hitting you a lot earlier. They could maybe right. they could have ended. Maybe uh, they it could, could have been ended. a throwaway line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Could, or, or something like say at the end of the film, you know, that like maybe Harry's like, okay, now your father's died, you're in charge, mm-hmm. and then and then maybe some doctor comes in and says, but look, Harry, you know, we've done some tests or something. I don't know, whatever. Like you say, to yeah. say it's advancing quicker. Yes. Uh, and so then he's like, well, I'm going to have to do something, blah, blah, blah. And it kind of ends like yeah. that, all ominous. Yeah. Um, no, the, no, but the way that they show... accelerated that timeline didn't make any sense. It served no purpose. It didn't add anything to the film. No. And I and just, not... again, like, was... I guess with the way that I feel about Topher Grace as Venom, like, <laughs> the, I think Dane DeHaan was poorly cast. Like, because the whole point of I I think the whole point of the Osborns in general is that they're those kind of like rich smarmy bastards like they're charming but at the same time like you hate their guts you know what I mean yeah. like but with with Dane DeHaan is just like no you you look like a bad guy like you literally from the moment you walked on screen you look like a villain there is no way that the audience even had a modicum of like sympathy for you before you turned into this crazy goblin character. Hmm. I I think that how I feel about Lex Luthor and Topher Grace as Venom. So Lex Luthor from the Batman Superman film. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, what's, Jesse what's Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg, worst mm-hmm. Lex Luthor ever. I know people disagree. <laughs> I know I know other people love that version of Lex Luthor. I didn't. I it wasn't for me. I would much rather have had a um older lex 
Well, I was. Uh, do you know what I think? One of my favorite Lex Luthers is Michael Rosenbaum, who Smallville. Love him. Lex. Yeah, Love he him. was amazing. They should have just brought him back. They should have just, you know. <laughs> well, no, but if you think about it, they brought um, oh, what's his name? JJ, who played JJ from uh, JJ Jameson from Spider Man. Oh, JK Simmons. Yeah, they brought him back for No Way Home. So, just, mm-hmm. you know, who cares? Bring bring Mark Rosenbaum into Batman vs Superman. Like he would have been a far stronger Lex Luthor, honestly. Yes, um, he would have stole that movie. Anyway, I know I'm really digressing, <laughs> but but this Green Goblin was terrible. It's terrible. Like, so it's terrible. Many ways. Like, and so like many- I can understand you. It like introduce the concept. You can we like when at the very end of the film where you're walking by and you see all of these suits in Oscorp, like you see dr octopus's like arms you see the rhino suit like you can see all of the suits you could have alluded to the green goblin you could have even alluded to harry hearing voices because of his disease like there were so Mm. many things that you could have done instead of bringing in green goblin the way that you did Mm -hmm. and i just it served no purpose like it it really didn't add anything to the film like having electro was fine as like a like the main villain and then like harry can be like secondary because harry is manipulative and using electro to his own you know means but like don't oh, do it this movie oh, i think they should have done it they should have done it a little bit how they did that um uh harry uh sorry harry osborne from the sam Raimi films james how, franco yeah james franco how james franco was kind of in all three movies but you saw the sort of the escalation of his character yes. between the three films yes. and that that works and i think if they really wanted to bring in electro and and norman osborne mm-hmm. and harry osborne into the second movie they should have made electro primary villain yes and harry osborne like you say sitting in the background and then maybe the third film you see him like step up green goblin yeah yeah, yeah. green goblin so i think that would have been a better way to go but I yeah. guess what do we know? We're just the fans. Yeah, we're just of, fans. Uh, we know nothing. We're just, we're just the guys who pay to go see these films. Yeah, so, exactly. Anyway, between both movies, do you have a favorite character? Favorite character? Uh, honestly, in the first film, Uncle Ben was my favorite. Yeah, yeah, he, he was good. I liked Uncle Ben. Yeah, um, I really liked his... Uh, he kind of had a firm hand with Peter and he, mm. he really what like without saying the, the line as we know it, like he, everything he tried to teach Peter all revolved around responsibility. Like you, look here, you messed up. Now I got to take another shift at work, which means you got to go pick your aunt up at nine o'clock. Like, and then you didn't do that. And you need to go apart. Like everything that happened between them was all it's almost like he was always kind of trying to get peter to see a lesson in something um mm-hmm. and it, he wasn't just you know in the in the toby mcguire versions like uncle ben was in it for that like he was in there for a hot minute and then he was gone but we actually got to see some of uncle ben and how the relationship building the right the relationship yeah. between him and peter and so i really kind of enjoyed that aspect plus i just love martin sheen so, um, uh, yeah, I would have to say that Uncle Ben was my favorite from the first film. I think my favorite character, I think it's a good choice, by the way, Martin Sheen. Um, I really did love this version of Uncle Ben. But, mm-hmm. yeah, my favorite character was Gwen Stacy. I think she yeah. she's the hero of these films. She she understands the word hero also means sacrifice. Like, she put, she put the city 
the, the city of New York in front of her own you know, needs. So she saved. I mean, think how many people she saved. Like, I know Peter Parker and Spider Man did help. Yeah. Like, but the fact that she died to save people, like, I mean, that's just like, that's what heroes do. Like, yeah. I mean, so let me just tell you a quick story. <laughs> so obviously, I obviously, if you're a comic book fan, everybody knows that Gwen Stacy dies in the comics. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the death of Gwen Stacy is a big story. Um, I don't think I've read it from memory, but I did read the clone saga, the original 60s clone saga, where they brought a clone of her back. But um, we should actually do the death of Gwen Stacy on our Late to the Party book club, maybe. Um, on the list, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should definitely do it. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I know I've known about that story for years and years. Like, so I remember chat. So before number two came out, um, I remember mentioning to a friend of mine like that Gwen Stacy dies in the comics and I even said about the webbing and how he, she kind of snaps and stuff like that. Um, so I said to him, like, it was about a week before number two came out and I said, I really hope that they don't do that, like, or at least wait till the third one and maybe end the trilogy like that, whatever. Um, I said, but I can see that Sony probably will do that because they'll you know, go for the, the shock factor. That's what I was yeah. a bit worried about. Anyway, so I didn't go the first week or so that the movie came out. And then the friend that I mentioned that story to goes, oh, have you seen, seen Amazing Spider-Man 2? I went, no, no I haven't, no. And I went, have you? He went, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. I was like, all right, okay. I went, don't say anything. He went, oh, no, no, I just wanted to tell you one thing. I went, no, no, look, just don't don't tell me anything. No. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I just want to say one thing. I was like, okay, all right, well, look, just as long as it's not a spoiler. No, 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 it's not a spoiler. He's like, you know that thing that you were worried about happening? I went, what? You know about Gwen Stacy? I went, yeah, yeah. Well, that happens. I was like, How is that not a spoiler? And I literally, my mouth just dropped. I went, are you actually kidding me? Like, you've just told me. Way to ruin like, that. Thanks. Like, And he was like, yeah, but you said she dies in the comics. I went, yes, it doesn't mean that she's going to die in Amazing Spider-Man 2, though. Like, so I could have still got into that film and been shocked. Now I know it's going to happen. But I was so annoyed. Like, I was <laughs> like, it's like literally only been out about five days and you've just ruined it for me. I was like, how has this happened? Anyway. Are you still so, friends with this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am still friends with him. So uh anyway, he's um what can I say? Like he's a nice guy, but yeah, I'm not gonna say anymore. Right, yeah, my favorite character, Emma Stone, Gwen Stacy. I think Emma Stone is is a really strong, versatile actress anyway. I think I've loved everything she's in. I mean, I think the first movie you ever saw Emma Stone in was Easy A. Easy A is fantastic. Although it's a hilarious film. And I, yeah. there's so many things I've seen Emma Stone in. I have not seen La La Land, by the way. Um, but so many things I see her in. And I think she was so strong and so much stronger than Peter. She was like, she knew what she wanted. She you know, was decisive. She, she knew she wanted to be with Peter. She knew she wanted to go to London. She knew all the things. Like, mm-hmm. in fact, she knew how to save the city. She even knew how to sort his webbing out. Like, she she should have been flipping Spider Woman, is what she should have been. <laughs> so, anyway, so I, when I was watching this film, I was like, okay, yeah, definitely 100, these films are definitely 100% favorite character. But the one thing I kept thinking was, I mean, we're literally like five, six days away now from No Way Home. Uh, no Way Home. Yeah, I honestly hope that she's in it as as Spider Gwen, or like I know they don't call her Spider Gwen; they call her Ghost Ghost Spider now. Her name is, 
honestly, I hope somehow they paid Emma Stone to come back. <laughs> like, let's see it. Like, that, that would be flipping amazing to have a live see, action. You, you've got your wish, and I have my wish for what I hope to see in. Uh, oh, I no would hope. My, I hope Miles Morales is in it, but I. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like with the Miles Morales thing, that it more would be like, I feel like it would be kind of like after the title. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it's definitely post-credit. If if like, anything, yeah. it's it's post-credit. Because I feel like they know that if they put Miles Morales as a solo Spider-Man, that that would be amazing. People would go and see yes. Miles Morales. So I feel like they wouldn't put him into the main film. Yeah. Where they might with Emma Stone because we've seen her before. So, well, if you're because your theory before was if all of these villains are coming back because they had all died in their yeah. spider verses, well, what what if all the people who died come back? What if Uncle mm-hmm. Ben comes back? What if Emma Stone or Emma Stone? You got me saying Emma Stone. What if Gwen Stacy comes back? You know what I mean? Well, like, what they'll, if- never, they'll, they'll never bring back Uncle Ben, but um, because obviously that's part of Peter Parker's mythology is that Peter Parker is dead. I don't believe at any point they'll ever bring Uncle Uncle Ben is one of the only combat characters that they will never bring back. They just won't bring him back. Yeah, I guess. Uh, they they won't. So um, I don't believe. You know, it's like Superman's parents. They brought his dad back briefly, but they're, they're back to being dead again, like his parents from Krypton. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they they kind of there's all there's a few characters that are pretty much Batman. Always <laughs> well, yeah, Batman's parents like. Yeah. Okay, so there's an alternate version of Batman's de- dad that is Batman and is alive and kind of a bit villainish, but it's generally there are certain characters that, that you can't bring back because yeah. they are the building blocks of the hero of the book. They're the catalyst the that brought the hero yeah, to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, let's summarize that a little bit. Uh, we'll move on from that. Favorite villain. So we've got before you say anything, we've got Electro, we've got Rhino, we've got Green Goblin. And we've got the vulture. So we've got four villains across both films. I know there's a kind of a few mysterious sort of characters. You mean lizard, not vulture. Sorry, lizard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lizard, lizard. They're both green. <laughs> um <laughs> got lizard, got electro, we've got rhino, uh, and green goblin. Green yeah. goblin two, I guess. Like mm. I, I don't know. I don't really feel like it's a proper green goblin. He wasn't even wearing a mask. So but you anyway, know. Who is your favorite? Lizard. Do you know what? Hands down, I agree with you. The first movie, villain, brilliant. This guy. Like you say, there was amazing characterization of him. We got to see the journey of yeah. going from sort of down on his luck scientist to full blown crazy. To, but also to at the end, he lizard. saved Spider Man. Yeah. And at the end, when he becomes human again, it's like, well, actually, you know, this is, you know, the captain's down there. You need to go. Yeah. So. Um, but honestly, he was amazing. And when, when actually, this is kind of heading to our next point from both the movies, who are you hoping will be in No Way Home, if at all? Oof. From these films specifically, um, hmm. I really think it would be interesting. I know we well, already well, we know we've got, I was gonna say, we know we got Electro, so yeah, we got Electro. Um, there was a tiny a tiny thing that maybe we have lizard as well um but i i really think as much as i dislike it it would be really interesting to see two goblins in the same i was thinking that i was thinking that like Like, we we already know we're getting willem dafoe which 
he's the OG. Like, come on, nobody is as good as him. Uh, but it would be really crazy if we got Willem Dafoe and the Dane DeHaan version of mm. Green Goblin. I think I think that would be cool. And also, I don't know if they'll bring James Franco back, but um, he's got a lot cool. of drama attached to him at the moment. Yeah, so. yeah, I know, I know. That's, or what if they had a multiple maze? Like, what what if we get? Well, original Aunt May uh, passed away a couple of years ago, I believe. But uh, I mean, what if we end up getting Sally Fields and Marissa Tomei? I guess anything is possible in the Spider-Verse. So. Yeah, this is true. Very true. I think the person I would love to see would be Gwen Stacy coming back as Ghost mm-hmm. Spider. I think that would be amazing to, to see a live action Spider-Man sort of crossover film and have Gwen Stacy be in it. I'd love if they could bring Emma Stone back and make her go spider. So that that <laughs> for me would be, I, I've no idea if it's going to happen, but I think yeah. it would be amazing to happen. So. Oh my gosh. I just imagine like, I am, I am going to have to not be on social all of next week. <laughs> like oh, it's, it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. So from like, Wednesday I just got to make it to Thursday. Like I just got to make it. To I'm saying 24. I'm saying it about 24 hours before you. I'm so. going to block you. <laughs> you you better not spoil anything for me. I was literally I was literally just about to say I'm gonna like screenshot the ending or something like like, like you you open up your phone but like, what the fuck like, I would fly to England and beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if I like screenshotted like I don't know Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield swinging across the screen and send it to you. Like, I would quit this podcast. That's what I would do. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> You know what I feel like could be really funny is like getting some Spider-Man toys, like and then like take like like kind of having a backdrop of New York City or something, like and then going going spoiler alert, like and sending it to you. Nope, but, uh, nope. I see. Just because of that, I'm blocking YouTube next week. You, you're getting the block next week. You better believe so, it. So after your film, like that's it. I'll suddenly notice that I've become unblocked. But, yes, like, I'm gonna block you on the 15th, and I will unblock you on the 16th when I am walking out of the theater. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. It's going to be like, I, I literally have your Skype, your, you know. Like, oh, yeah, no, I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to leave my phone at home. What? From, tu- from Tuesday on, I'm just not going to have it, a phone. So for, for next week, you're going to be living in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you got a pager? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I do. Oh, how funny would it be? How funny would it be if like, you pick up your page and it says message from Mark? <laughs> and, it, and it scrolls across the screen. Andrew Garfield. And Toby <laughs> Maguire are in the movie, like, and you're like, "A oh, fucker!" Like for starters, <laughs> that is not how pagers work. <laughs> oh, I never had a pager, like so. You could only send numbers on a pager. Oh, could you? Oh, could you not send? So messages? you could like, you could put in a sequence of numbers, and like if you flip the pager the right way, instead of like seven three one one zero, it would read hello. You're sure, you, or something. You're sure you couldn't send messages? You're sure nope. you couldn't? Not on a pager. Mm. Yeah, so basically it boils down to, I'm going back to the Stone Ages for next week, just to see what I can do to not be spoiled. So in summary, I, I want Gwen Stacy to come back, and um, who did you say? I, I want to see two goblins. Because I would really oh, yeah. love to see a sassy Willem Dafoe be like, uh, you could never be me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's ratings time. So we've got oh, two movies. Dear. We've got two movies. We have yeah, a rating yeah. system out of five. Um, so you didn't see them when they first came out. I did so not. Let's just, let's just rate it now, like what your thoughts were. So Okay. First film, 
Uh, I would give it, let's see, the last trilogy I gave, what, it was like a four and a half and a four. So I, I would give the first film a three and a half. I think three and a half for Andrew Garfield's first movie is probably about right. But I think the second movie... Second one gets a two and a half. I was literally going to say a two. So, oh, hey, look um, at that. You're lower than me for once. Yeah, I think there's a lot of problems there, as we all know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I would give it a two, the second one. So, I think that's um, fair. Yeah, I think... I think two is probably about right for the second one. There was just, just I don't yeah. know what's going on. So there was, yeah, they um, didn't know what was going on at all. <laughs> um, I'm really hoping though that we see these characters back in this film and they kind of redeem themselves. So yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see. see. So we'll see. right. So next episode. Oh, so, next episode. We've got a bit, of a, we've got a bit too crazy. We've got a crazy week next week, so we've got two episodes yeah. we're going to do. Um, yeah. We're, we're squeezing record. it in at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to do No Way Home trilogy next yes. week. So we're going to discuss Wait, all three we're doing of them. the whole trilogy? Oh, my gosh. I well, thought no, we no. were just doing No Way Home. No, yeah. But I've, I've kind of like having like an off-air conversation on air now. <laughs> like, I kind of felt like with the first two, we would just discuss them both in brief, like sort of 10 minutes. Okay. Each, and then okay. jump That's into fine. the third one. Um, but it is the No Way Home episode yes. next week. Oh, so. Man. But yeah, we'll cover. We'll talk about all three, but mm-hmm. it's going to be mainly the third one. So yes. we'll, we will kind of we'll let the summary queen, aka Jasmine, <laughs> summarize. Honestly, summarize. I have no idea <laughs> how <sighs> I got that title. Like, oh, uh, uh, we're gonna have okay. to we're gonna have to figure that out. Oh, I can come up with worse names if you want. Like, no, so. no, yes, I know you can. <laughs> All of them are abusive. Like, so, like. They are definitely not for on air. <laughs> I'm not that horrible to her, by the way. Like, so, uh, I was actually quite nice to you before we recorded. I, hmm. I was. I sent you that nice gif. Yeah. Okay. And I even I said to you, I never do this. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not always horrible to you, but like, <laughs> I was like, I just so that people wondering. I sent a little virtual hug to Jasmine. Like, yeah, we're so. we're both having a rough week, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You didn't return it. Like, um, anyway. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Uh, anyway, so No Way Home trilogy. This show is like so gone crazy. Like, yeah. um, and then. We are gonna attempt some sort of live next Saturday. We'll we'll put more details on Instagram. Yeah. It's gonna be a Christmas extravaganza. Of... I actually have completely lost track with the amount of people that have said they're gonna come on it. There's gonna be a oh. lot more. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay then. Yeah. Um, our screens are gonna look like the Brady Bunch. Like it's just uh, gonna be like nine blocks of faces. So I think we're playing I think we're planning on going on YouTube on that one, like live. So oh, that'll be even better. Nine nine yeah. people live on YouTube. You gotta, you not- have to come and watch. I don't know if it's nine, I, but it, it's definitely more than five. So um, <laughs> it's going to be a seven and a half hour episode. So just stick with us the whole time. 
So that, that episode next Saturday on the 18th is going to be 11 p.m. UK time, and that's going to be 5 p.m. CST, is that right? Yep. Um, and that's going to be our end-of-year show, so we're going to talk about the best of. So Yes. And, uh, and then we get detail. two weeks off, two very deserved weeks off, or very I think it's al- I th- weeks I think off. it's almost three weeks. I think it's almost three weeks off. That's so. great. Even better. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wish it was three weeks off work. But... <laughs> right? <laughs> so we can actually get some rest <laughs> yeah yeah I, I have got 10 days off over christmas but, <sighs> whatever yeah. i get christmas eve and christmas off and then new year's eve and new year's day off that's it i have two days I literally, off. i've literally like oh yeah i had to use holiday like i didn't you know like, um i think the way it works though because we have christmas day boxing day and new year's new year's day is bank holidays over here mm-hmm. so it always works that you will only have to take three days of your annual leave to get 10 days off so um you should move to the uk jasmine mm, maybe we'll see it's too cold there though so no not not all, not all, not all year round yeah like, but like you get 10 months of cold weather i think 10 months is a bit harsh <laughs> not, not you have nine months of cold weather Okay. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh, thank you. oh nine months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I am. I am tropical. I have to. I have to stay within the tropics. I cannot. It's literally been raining all week. Literally oh, no. all week. It's been raining. Um. But yeah, my ten days off though. I've got so much like I want to catch up on. Like I keep getting this up here and there. Literally, this is like last week's comics that only arrived yesterday. Oh, I mean, man. and I've got another twenty piles of those that I'd like to get through. So, as well as some TV series, is I might watch Cowboy Bebop. Um, I'd like to actually. I haven't played my PlayStation for ages. I'd like to do some of that. Yeah. I kind of just fancy just other than walking the bloody dog, like chilling out a little bit. <laughs> yes, just like, relax. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to actually just like maybe do some chill, like yeah. you know. So anyway, do you want to tell them tell them about the book? Yeah. Club? So. Don't forget, we did start a second podcast series where we tackle some of the most essential graphic novels of all time. Our 13th Late to the Party Book Club episode is going to be dropping pretty soon. It is Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is Scott Pilgrim Volume 2, which we arbitrarily decided during that episode that Scott Pilgrim will now be an annual Christmas book. (laughs) We refuse to hear anything to the contrary. We you heard it here first, Scott Pilgrim is now a Christmas series, okay? <laughs> That's just the end of this. So, so that episode... We did Volume 1 in December last year. Volume yeah. 2 will come out this... And we're basically, we, between the three of us, we've decided that's it. Every December, yep. we're doing Scott Pilgrim. We're doing Scott until, Pilgrim. So until, uh, we were joined what? by Rock and Ravi of the Pop Culture Philosophers. So he will be returning next year for our Christmas episode of sure. Scott Pilgrim. I'm sure that we'll have Robbie back again before December. Yes. But, um, <laughs> so we've recorded the episode already, but we're going to drop it uh, the week before Christmas Eve. Yes, so, because again, uh, we are making this a Christmas thing. So you're welcome in advance. Yeah. And as far as our Late to the Party series, it will be returning in 2022. Uh, we don't know what we're starting with just yet. We will figure that out and we will let you know. I think we have an idea of yeah, the creator. Not of the creator. We just haven't picked yeah. a book yet. So you can follow Geeks Unleashed everywhere. Social media is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. As just Geeks Unleashed, and as Jasmine said at the beginning, if you want to support us, we're on Ko-Fi and we are on Patreon. Links are in the podcast or on YouTube below. So just click those links and drop some cash. Cheers. Yeah, buy us a comic, and please, 
you can get this podcast wherever you get podcasts, Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify, we're everywhere. So leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends. And if you're on YouTube, press the like, the yeah. subscribe, the bell, and uh, say hello. Actually, like we said at the beginning, drop some ratings of Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 below. Love to hear yeah. what you got to say. Definitely. So anyway, we will see you next week. Bye. Good journey. Good journey.